Strength Matters podcast. Uh, you have me here, Kyle King. I'm here with my wife, Lauren King, and we are bringing you episode number two. When I looked at the notes, I thought to myself, we should call this one Failing Upwards with Nutrition. So, starting off, last episode, we were talking all things baseball with Joe Panic. If anybody hasn't had the chance, go back to episode one. You can hear us talk to Joe about, again, it's all in the name of the episode, all things baseball. <laughs> um, if you haven't, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. And then also, if you have any questions, please go through the contact tab on kofhv.com and you can send us anything that you're interested in learning about or if you just have a question for Lauren or myself um, you could shoot it that way and it'll go directly uh, to us okay uh, now getting right into this failing upwards with nutrition Lauren you spend a lot of time in the educational world the books learning all about how to fuel the body mm-hmm. can you give us a little bit of background in, in what you've done? Sure. Um, I mean, I started off learning a lot about nutrition just going through um, with my master's program, um, but even just trying to apply it to myself and um, and my training. And I mean, that started back when I was in, in high school, just okay. kind of playing around with what's going to work best and, um, you know, really changing it in regards to what's going on in my life and, and where I am with training and of course with uh getting married and having two babies and then basically relearning everything about my body and then and you know really trying some different things nutrition wise now what's really funny is for anybody who doesn't know lauren is a competitive olympic weight lifter um we got into that probably about six years ago six seven years ago something like that um yeah and then yeah. what weight class did you have to compete in? Or what weight class did you choose to compete in? I ended up competing um, in the 53 class. Um, I always... What's that in pounds? That's 53 <laughs> kilograms, everyone. 53 kilograms in pounds. I believe it is, what, 115 or so pounds? Hold on. Let me do the math really quick. I mean, I ended up going in, always went in, unfortunately, on the lighter side of the 53 class. Um, I never... Got down to the 49 class, okay. uh, but 53 is, yeah, about 116. Right. Um, so tend to go in on the, on the lighter side of things there. And um, now walk around weight. What would be your walk around weight? How much weight would you be trying to lose to compete? Uh, if I wanted to get down to 49, you're talking? No, for 53. For, for 53, yeah. I would walk in there no problem oh that's easy so if you wanted to get down to 49 (laughs) so you're telling me you're walking around less than 115 pounds okay um that's how much my right foot weighs it weighs about 115 pounds but yeah so no if i wanted to drop down to 49 i would have to get down to about 107 ish pounds 108 pounds okay which is light yeah oh yeah and now um the competitive athlete in you that has to lose the weight yes let's get a little bit into the pregnancies how heavy were you at your heaviest with the pregnancies of our two beautiful daughters? <laughs> wow. Firing off those those questions that nobody really wants to talk about. <laughs> um, I With Olivia, I gained probably about 40 or so pounds. Um, with Soph, I gained about 45. Okay. So I'd say... 140 to 150 pounds. No. What's 115 plus 40? About 160. Okay. Um, yeah, 160 on my 
teeny tiny five foot one frame was fun. No, that was the next thing <laughs> I was going to go with your height there. Um, now your return, right? So you have Olivia, mm-hmm. and she's three now. So we're talking three plus years ago. Yes. Um, you get down. Because I believe you even took a competition at 53 after Olivia. I did. I went into that competition in the 53 class, but I was weighing about 110 pounds. Putting you closer towards like 50 kilos, 51 kilos. Which did not exist. Yes. As a weight class. Correct. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you had Olivia. How long between, what, what, was, it, was it a year? Did it take you a year to lose the uh, pregnancy weight? No, it took me probably about three months to lose the pregnancy weight and then another three or so months to lose the unnecessary weight gain from, okay, you know, a little overindulgence while being pregnant. Okay. And then with Sophia, because Sophia and Olivia are two years apart. Yes. So almost exactly. you compete, you get pregnant again. Yeah. You gain the weight yep. with the pregnancy that comes. Correct. The first time... With Olivia, you did the weight. You did the weight loss all by yourself. What did you do for the weight loss? Um, really, just kind of counted my macros, and I was I was tracking everything I was doing in in Fitness Pal, and um, you know I figured out a, a healthy deficit, one that could um, get me through the day without feeling like I was at a loss of energy, um, one that kept my training where it needed to be. Um, it wasn't losing strength. In fact, I was getting stronger, and I was. You know, getting through my training sessions pretty easily um, and was able to get back to competitive weightlifting pretty quickly. Now, I want you to explain deficit because you said term deficit, but there could be somebody listening right now that does not even know what you're <laughs> so talking about. So to put it in layman's terms, so um, anytime you put a deficit, um, to your for calorie speaking, um, you are creating a, a negative energy balance, right? So if you're at an energy, energy balance um, where you are bringing in the same amount of calories of what you're burning, you're out of balance, okay? You're going to end up maintaining weight there. If you impose some type of deficit, um, training level stays the same, but you have a deficit in your calories, you are going to lose weight. Hopefully you are losing fat and not just weight because with weight, of course, is lean body mass, all of that. So you want to set a healthy deficit most likely that's going to be about 300 or so calories. And we say that because you want to lose fat, right? You don't want to lose the healthy I like to keep mass. as much muscle mass Correct. as possible. Um, now with Sophia, mm-hmm. you did a little bit, you went a different route in terms of, and I always say this, I think that we mm-hmm. as athletes and as coaches can always find value in other people helping us. 100%. So coaches helping coaches or coaches helping athletes. So I think that, um, or what I wanted to talk here about would be when you had Sophia, you were coming down, you went out and you sought a program and a coach Correct. for a little bit of guidance and help and yes. somebody to wrap around and, and talk to. Who was that coach and why did you choose them? Um, I worked with hypernutrition. Um, I got linked up with Alex Usategwe. Very sorry if I'm totally butchering your last name. Um, but I decided to reach out just for a little bit of guidance. Um, I was tired. I, uh, it, it's, it's tough to work all day and then come home and, 
you know, two kids under deal three. with two kids under and then try to figure out the whole nutrition thing, figure out the whole training thing. Thankfully, Kyle does a ton of my programming, so I have that to not have to worry about. Um, but even like the nutrition piece, I didn't want to have to think about it. I was doing it for so many other people that I wanted to be able to turn my brain off and just kind of look to somebody else to to help me or to give me a little bit of reassurance that what I had in mind was was the right way of doing things. Um, but I chose hybrid specifically because they work with athletes. Okay. So they care about not only, yes, I had aesthetic goals, but they really cared about that performance piece as well, which is super important for me because I love to weightlift and I do want to get back on, you know, and compete. And so I needed to have that, that piece in place also where I was getting the most out of my training sessions. I was able to maintain my strength and I wasn't sluggish about doing any of it. Now, what I always find cool because with, um, the social media aspect and the internet aspect, there are a lot of programs out there that are meant to help not only athletes, but you know, the everyday fitness enthusiasts. Yes. So I look at, um, I've seen things, uh, I believe the organization was weight against gravity. Mm-hmm. They had, um, RP strength was out there. Yes. I've seen the hybrid guys. Yep. I see the vertical diet guys. Correct. I see the carnivore guys. I see, uh, what are the keto guys? There's like <laughs> a lot of different things to weed through, right? Correct. How do I know? Right. Mm-hmm. And how do I know? And I'll get a little bit about myself. How do I know what works best for me? Like, I'm just a dude who kind of came into the gym and I Experiment. said, help try me. it. Okay. You have to really think about what's going to work best for you. Like, I know for me, I love to use uh, macros. Okay. okay? I, I Flexible dieting okay. is what tends to work for me because I love food. I love every kind of food. I love my carbohydrates. I love my protein. I, you know, I do like some healthy fats. Um, Like, I'll never be able to give up carbohydrates. I come from a very large Italian family. We do Sunday dinner every Sunday. Um, So you can guarantee there is is pasta, always. Um, So for me, giving up carbohydrates, and again, even with keto or some type of lower carb diet. You're not giving up totally on carbohydrates. But I know for myself, they are a big part of my diet. So that is why I tend to go towards um, flexible dieting. Okay. And you saw tremendous gains there. 100%. I feel like there were gains there. Okay, yes. good. Very good. Now, um, the calories, because you were talking a little bit about calorie counting or understanding calorie counting. Um, I want to say there was like um, an expenditure of calories that you should know. Going Correct. into figuring out where your nutrition should go. So Correct. you can have these calories, and then I hear you talking about these things, these macronutrients. You're starting to talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I also know, because I've studied a little bit myself, there's micronutrients. Mm-hmm. So explain to me and everybody listening, um, what's the difference between the calories, the macros, the micros? What, what, what are we all, <laughs> what, are, what are they trying to feed me here? So calories, think about the energy you're getting from food. Okay. Okay. So a, a calorie is, is nothing more than the energy required to burn said food. Okay. So a unit of measure, if you will. Correct. Okay. Okay. So when you hear people talking about bad calories versus good calories, eh, is there really such a thing? I don't know. I'm going to go with uh, no, there is not. <laughs> um, macros, that is referring to your carbohydrates, your proteins, your fats, um, many different ways to make that fit your needs. Again, it's really dependent on what diet you adhere to because guess what? No matter what, 
Yep. Pick whatever diet, yep. you adhere to it, you stick to it, yep. it's going to work. Okay, so you're telling me, and I'll throw this in there, um, nine calories is one gram of fat. Correct. And then four calories for protein or a carbohydrate. Exactly. So one gram carbohydrate, one gram protein, you're getting four calories. Yes. Okay, so the calorie, which is the unit of measure, is also a macro. It's, it's just a way to measure yes. a macronutrient. Correct. Okay. Correct. Cool. So and same that- same wheelhouse. We're just talking... You know, gas is gas kind of thing. Yes. Right? Fuel is yes. fuel. Okay, cool. Now the micros. Right? Micros, those are your vitamins, your minerals, um, those things that you really want to look at um, coming from vegetables, coming from fruit. Um, you know, those things that really tend to keep us healthy and they help with recovery. So okay. really should be a big, big part of your diet. So I know a lot of people who, who like to follow flexible dieting will also, you know, tend to work in having some of the treats that shouldn't be like your everyday thing. Um, and I say they shouldn't be your everyday thing because they eat up a lot of your calories, but what they are lacking is your micronutrients. Okay. So yes, you can eat them, you can get away with eating them, but you probably won't feel your best. You know what's cool is you just hit on a point um, how we talk about food in my house. And I love it because I'm not the counter. I said I was gonna get into a little bit of explanation. I don't track things, I don't count things. It just not something I choose to do. I try to sit in three meals and a snack right around uh, my workouts. However, I like to qualify food when I look at it. Is it nutrient dense or is it calorically dense? And when I talk about my nutrient dense food, those are typically the foods that I find really full with the micronutrients and hitting those profiles, the vitamins, the minerals, the things that the body needs. And then the calorically dense things are usually the ones that have less micronutrients in mm-hmm. them. Um, may, I don't eat Twinkies or anything, but I would say Twinkies fall on the calorically dense scale. <laughs> Donuts fall on the calorically Correct. dense scale. That they are not so nutrient dense. Oh, yeah. But um, Lauren had also hit on a point where she was talking about diets and how many different types of diets are out there. Thousands. Yeah. Thousands. And and she said they all work as long as you stay in the caloric deficit. Yeah. If you are working with, it doesn't matter, if you are doing... The ice cream uh, diet. Ice cream diet. There's the... The cabbage diet from the cabbage soup diet from God knows how long ago that I know even like my mother has tried. Okay. Um, no matter how silly you may think the diet is, if it imposes the correct caloric deficit, you're going to lose weight. Now, why is it, or in your, now you've been in the trenches, the business has been around, and you did training prior to opening your own business, so I'm saying you're probably around 10 years dealing with individuals and trying to get them to do the right thing when it comes to nutrition for themselves. Uh What causes them to fail? What like What's the number one thing? You see people fail. Their expectations are unrealistic. Okay. I mean, you see, you know, these extreme shows of weight loss where people are losing 10 pounds in a week. Okay. And you see that hour episode. What you don't see is the eight hours a day of working out. What you don't see is that they're being cooked for and you don't see the caloric deficit that is imposed on these people. Yep. And that is not, that's not real life. What happens after the show? They gain it all back. Okay. And then some. All right. So now the people who go on these diets, mm-hmm. they drop a bunch of weight yep. and they go back to their original lifestyle. Uh-huh. They put the weight back on. Correct. What are they doing to their metabolism? Well, what ends up happening is because they were under such extreme caloric restrictions, um, they've lowered their metabolism. They've slowed it down. 
So you can't go back to your normal way of eating because your metabolism can no longer support that. Okay. So what ends up happening is you put on weight that much quicker yep. and it ends up storing as fat. Ooh. Which is going to be that much harder to get off. Oh, nobody wants that. <laughs> no. Everybody's trying to look like yeah. a Spartan, right? Everybody so I know, wants yeah. To look so like nobody, you know, it's very healthy to lose anywhere from one pound to two pounds per week, depending, of course, on how much you actually have to lose. But nobody wants to hear that yep. because you want those big losses. You don't think about the time it takes to put that weight on. Yep. So you have to think, okay, it took me a year to put this on. It's going to take me probably a year to get it off. Okay. So it's like I try to tell people all the time, yeah, it's two pounds in a week. But in one month, that's what? Eight to ten pounds. Yeah. In two months, you're talking 20 pounds. Three months, 30 pounds. That's a lot so of it's you, you have to think big picture. Okay. It can't just be like, oh my God, I lost one pound this week. It's not working. And then you fall off and go back to whatever you were doing. So it's lifestyle changes. It is. Okay, 100%. finding something that works that, that fits your lifestyle that's sustainable. Sustainable. You know, yeah, it's the big thing. So, so I, you know, it's like I'm all for people trying. You know, different diets like keto. If it works for you, it works for you. But is that something that you can stick with long term? Do yeah. you see yourself doing that for the rest of your life? No. If you can honestly answer no, then that's probably not the diet for you. And this is why you see that big trend towards um, counting your macros or looking at the flexible dieting because it's not limiting you from having any type of food. Okay. You can eat whatever you want as long as you're kind of fitting it into the specific macro count that you have or your calories, something like that. All right. Now, in our facility, we deal with high-level athletes. We deal with college athletes. We deal with high school athletes and so forth so on. But we also have, like I said, the fitness enthusiast, the everyday guy, uh-huh. girl, you know, lady, who would like to come Correct. into the gym and look their best, feel their best, but uh-huh. then they have to go to their 9 to 5. Right. Okay. Is nutrition different for, say, like we just had Joe Panic on episode mm-hmm. one? Is nutrition different for him than it should be for, say, you know, somebody who just comes in off the street? The yes. UPS guy? Yes. And now, with that, like, how do you help the everyday guy see that nutrition for Joe is just as important? You know what I'm saying? Like, you see where I'm going with that I do. question? Yeah. I, and I think what a lot of people have to understand is... Um, Especially if you're not going to compete in something, um, it doesn't have to be so strict down to the macronutrient. You should really just get in the habit of making healthier choices. You don't even have to necessarily track. I get it. Some people like tracking because it gives you that concrete evidence of what you're eating. But honestly, if you get into a mindset of just making healthier choices and just consciously making sure you're having you know, a healthy portion and not overloading your plate, things like that go a long way. Where do you see people mess up? Again, I'm going to come back to that because you said like how healthy your portions. Does that mean you see most people eating too much in a sitting? Yes. So like dinner time, they just eat too much? (laughs) 100%. I mean, go to any restaurant. That plate, nine times out of 10, is probably at least double what you need in a sitting. Um, You know, and I get it. A lot of our, our lifestyle revolves around food. Yep. People are getting together, going to dinner. Yep. So I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like when you have when you go on to dinner, you have to understand that that portion size is, is not the, I don't want to say correct, but uh, help me. I'm at a loss of words here. It's maybe that, not the most appropriate um, yeah. serving of food. Yeah. Okay. So think about just cutting that portion in half. I found this interesting. I had to look it up real quick. Um, I was looking at a TED Talk. It was from 2012, just uh-huh. earlier today. Uh, Lieutenant General Mark Philip Hurtling was okay. talking about um, it's like the national security 
-hmm. And he was saying that for the military in general, the people who are coming into the military, that weight gain and the the increase of size in society Mm -hmm. is a national security threat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he spoke for about 16 minutes about how people coming into the military, as of 2012 that was, mm-hmm. he said that 75% of the people who, who said they wanted to be in the, in the army were disqualified from weight to start. Wow. And then he came back with another fact, and that's the only reason I'm saying it. He said that if you take the Marines, mm-hmm. the Army, the Navy, the Coast Guard, you know, all these service branches, okay, mm-hmm. And you put them together, that's only 1% of the American population. Mm-hmm. So if 75% of the people trying to apply are already disqualified because yeah. of a weight problem. That, that shows you how big of a weight nutrition, problem we have. Yeah, he was saying nutrition is a real big problem. It is. So he was, they, they had started something back in 2012 um, about fueling the soldiers mm-hmm. properly and right. changing how the mess halls would, would fuel the soldiers. But again, how he was tackling that problem it, it seems to, it's like trickled, you know, like, uh-huh. I don't, I don't see us, the society guys, right? Cause I see people walk through our doors all the time. Uh-huh. We're not tackling it how the military can tackle it. Right. Because everybody has to have their choices. It's freedom of speech and freedom of this. And like, right. I got Nobody all my wants to have their options taken away from them. Correct. But how can we, the trainers uh-huh. help our people a little bit better in that, that food sort like, you know, fueling their bodies better. How do we get that? How do we get those those clients to do it? Because you know, I'll, I'll be the client, right? Mm-hmm. I'll walk in and I'll say, "Hey, Miss Lauren, I'd love to be put on a plan. Can you pick out my calories, my macros? Tell me where I need to be." Mm-hmm. You give me everything, but yeah. I like ice cream. Okay. So I'm gonna eat ice cream, <laughs> right? How do you get me in my mindset? See, Lauren holds a master's degree in sports psychology, mm-hmm. and she has all this nutrition background and education as well because she went back to school for nutrition classes. I did. Now, when we sit back here, I say, how do you use that psych- psychological method on mm-hmm. me to get me to do what I need to do, to fuel my body better? I mean, you have to make sure that whatever it is you're doing lines up with your goal. So you know your goal is to look better, feel better, I don't know, sleep better, perform better, whatever you want it to be. Um, if your food does not align with that, you're not going to achieve your goal, yep. right? So yes, you're coming in, you're unhappy with your appearance or whatever it is. Um, but again, like if your actions are not aligned with what your end result is, it's not going to get there. Okay. Okay. So yep. it's going to just perpetuate that unhappiness. So to stop that from happening, what do you have to change? Me. I, you, you're my, you're my client. Me. You told me to be the client here. Yeah. So, I'm, right? So, you have to change what it is that you're doing. And I'm not saying never eat ice cream. I love ice cream. I'll eat ice cream every once in a while, but it's not something that I have daily or even weekly, or I can't even say monthly, but it's something that every once in a while you I'll use have it. As it. A, a treat. A treat. And okay. A, yeah. Okay. And not as a reward yep. for doing something. Yep. yep. It is legitimately just a treat. Okay. So in the common mistakes that you see in mm-hmm. clients that you've dealt with, you know, present and past. Yes. Is there any one that kind of groups together that sticks out? Um, what do you mean? So it, like across the board, if you could generalize one thing yeah. that 
everyone I can't say everyone but most people the most the common pitfall? mistake yeah the yeah. most common pitfall the most common pitfall is is the weekend for everybody okay it's they'll they'll you know they'll I did good all week and yeah then... they'll be great with their food all week and they'll, they'll see that as oh I can kind of chill out a little bit this weekend do and you find that of... the, the people because they track for you yeah so and what what do they use to track most often, uh, my fitness pal okay. is what seems to work. It's, so it's very user friendly. I've done Monday through Friday. I'm the man. I've hit my numbers. Yeah. I'm amazing. Yes. But come Saturday and Sunday, yep. I don't log nothing in. No. And then come Monday, we do our numbers, and I'm two pounds <laughs> heavier, and I'm yeah. complaining. Yeah. Or I most of numbers. the time, it's you'll lose a pound or so during the week, and then you put that same pound back on over the weekend. But they told me on TV I could do eighty percent of the time, and twenty percent of the time I could mess up. <laughs> Some people can, and I'm not going to lie. Honestly, if you are somebody who walks around with a great amount of lean muscle mass, that is a furnace. That is going to burn up those extra calories. Okay. But a lot of the time, average people coming in looking to lose weight, they don't have this How just How am I putting yet. on lean muscle mass? Strength training. Strength training? Yes. <laughs> but if I strength train, now again, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here, guys. If I get in that gym and I'm lifting those weights, I'm going to get bigger. Oh, yeah. That's that's the that's I'm just saying I'm, these are the things that not I hear. going to happen. Okay, not going to happen. The only way to get bigger is to eat in excess. Okay, so you're telling me now if I eat in a surplus, mm-hmm. I can gain weight. Yes, and if I'm in a deficit, I would lose weight. Correct. Notice how those words went together: surplus, gain. Mm-hmm. Deficit, right. you lose. Yeah. Oh man, it's it, it's you're making it sound too simple. It is simple. But if it's that simple, how come everybody fails? Why do we all fail? <laughs> Why? Uh, people like to make things more difficult than it has to be. Okay. Um, and I don't know, maybe they do this as to, as a means to have an excuse on why they're not okay. getting to where they want to get to. That could be a um, me thing again, like that psychological 100%. aspect that you're talking about. 100%. Okay. A lot of weight loss honestly does come down to some type of psychological component well this is where i like to get into we're at that point in time now where i like to ask the people who are successful because you've had some great successes and Mm -hmm. shout them out they they want to hear their names if they listen (laughs) to the podcast they love to hear their names i'll shout one out sarah scarpelli just made a post on social media okay she's at simply sassa she needs you know well she don't need the followers but go ahead and follow her on instagram at simply sassa this lady and i will tell you this is a good one because she has a baking company yes and if there's anyone who could very easily overeat i'm talking about cakes and cookies and cupcakes cupcake festivals i'm I'm seeing what her goal was and reining that in yep she's getting ready for a wedding yes she is she's getting ready for a wedding and she's made fantastic progress What are those character traits that get somebody like Sarah mm-hmm. to her goals? Like, what did you see there that she, helped her? It's the consistency. I mean, she's been doing it for uh, how many months now? Six months? Maybe a little yeah. bit longer? Yep. Right? I don't know. Yeah. So she's been extremely consistent. Cool. I mean, yes, she's had like weekends where, you know, she's, you know, maybe had some things that didn't necessarily fit into what she wanted to do but hey it happens and then you get right back on track right yep. you don't let one day of of bad eating and turn into one you, week you can't of bad see week. My, yeah. my air quotes but um exactly don't let that one meal or that one day discourage you from just getting back on track the following day um um she's very disciplined um she 
cooks a lot, which yep. comes into play when you're trying to... Do you to... find, and not, not to cut you off because that's what I just did, but um, do you find meal prepping to be like a necessity? Yes. Okay. Actually, I just made a post about it. Okay. Even hashtagged. If you, uh, well, how does it go? If you plan or fail to plan... Okay. Yep. Yep. Plan no. to fail. No, no, no. If you if you fail to plan, did then I say you that right? Plan to fail. You sound like a general. Okay. Maybe I missed my calling in life. <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, it's it's so much easier to stay on track with your diet, or I don't even want to say diet with your lifestyle. Yep. If you have those healthy options available to you, and yep. the only way to do that is to a grocery shop for them, and come home and prepare them. Um, and I'm not saying you have to cook a full-blown, like, four-course meal, but just having, like, little things prepared and ready to go really do go a long way. All right. I'm cool with that. And, I mean, it, you know what makes it even easier? When you're married to somebody who does that. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. Isn't it? Um, so, we talked about your favorite method of tracking. Yes. You like to do um, the, the uh, what are, I'm sorry, the, uh, the uh, flexible dieting. Yes. Like, uh, I, I do. I love flexible dieting. Um, You know, there are tons of companies that do work with that, tons of people, um, you know, who have studied it immensely, um, who I tend to look at and, you know, try to make sure that whatever I'm doing is is aligned appropriately. Um, But again, I mean, there's little pieces that I take from lots of other different ways of dieting. I mean, even just speaking for Kyle, I know you've done like a vertical diet, which is uh, Stan Efforting has kind of made very popular. Yep. Um, Now Mark Bell with his carnivore diet you are very much into that i'm (laughs) telling you this this guy eats steak like it's nobody's business that's right and again it works for him like he's doing extremely well Well, he's already lost you know 20 pounds i started the christmas season right we got into the christmas season and i had a lot of fun and one day i i tried to put some pants on (laughs) and i looked in the mirror and i said wow i should really step on the scale and see what's happening i did not like what i saw and that's where I said I'm going to make some changes with mm-hmm. what's going on. I wanted, and I, I got some big things coming up that I need to do and be ready for anyway because I also compete in Olympic weightlifting. I will be headed to Orlando to compete in the Masters Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said I don't want to compete at a heavier weight class. I would like to compete <laughs> at the weight class that is pretty much meant for my size. Yes. So um, it was back, you know, get back on the train and, and kind of, you know, like Lauren said before, you know what your goals are. Now start making the decisions that are going to help you reach those goals. Yes. So uh, I had to dial up my discipline level mm-hmm. and um, drop the weight. Yeah. And I successfully did that. Correct. I carry around a tremendous amount of lean muscle mass because I've been weightlifting and at um you know at these high levels for probably about how old am I now? Thirty seven. So I've probably been doing it for like twenty five years, twenty six years. Yes. So I was able to drop the weight in probably about five weeks, six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very, you know, very yeah. happy with that. And for the most part, he's really been, you know, sticking to carnivore diet. And I mean, for most of you who don't know what that is, Kyle, you can shed some light on on what you've been doing. Eat all the meat. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> all the meat. Like and it's, it's funny because it's like I and like I like steak. I like whatever you know. But at the same time, like you have no problem making that your meal. That's correct. I again, great. It works for him. He does it. And we're in the household and we kind of eat different things. And it's fine. But I like to say, like, I'm not strict anything. 
No. What I really did, and I, I honed it in because I talked to Lauren and I talked, my chiropractor is very, um, my chiropractor, Dr. Eric Uxalainen with True North Chiropractic. He holds a master's degree in nutrition. We have these discussions where uh, we just kind of hone in and dial in on some stuff. So I looked at a lot of different styles of eating mm-hmm. and I said I had to pick out what works for me because I also work out pretty early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I work out before we even open the gym and in doing so, I have to have the energy to hit the weights that are prescribed to me. So when I go to for these workouts and I'm trying to do my best in them, I got to make sure I have the energy. Carbohydrates are a primary energy source for my body. So not having them is asking for my body not to do a job. So I eat around and I time certain aspects of my life and the food that I'm taking in. Now I don't track it. I just kind of go off of a feel. But really what I've been using to dial in on my nutrition has been my sleep. Yes. Leading up. Um, as I felt, I was kind of, this hasn't come up yet. Yeah. I, well, here we are 30 something minutes in, yes. um, as I was finding myself not in the shape that I wanted to be, mm-hmm. I also found that I was lacking in sleep. I would yes. sleep. And again, we got two little girls. I wake up to everything. Right. Um, I would get three to four hours a night and then I'm up and I'm kind of just, you know, you, you turn on the television or you, you know, turn on the screen of your phone. Um, and that kind of, that did something to me yes. where I, and I, there, there was a study who did the study. Um, I don't know or who discussed the study. Up, uh, Lane Norton was discussing the study with sleep and, um, I don't remember who did the study. Okay. Um, results but, of the study. Yeah. So out. basically, um, they compared two groups, people who slept eight plus hours um, and people who slept about five hours. Yeah. Um, and it, this is, again, all dealing with, with weight loss, fat loss. The group that slept about five hours, their weight loss was pretty evenly split um, between weight loss coming from fat and weight loss coming from lean body mass. Okay. So lean body mass, again, being lean muscle mass, things like that. Um, however, the group that slept more in the eight-hour range almost all of that right. weight loss was coming from fat. Yep. And so that is, that's the huge. That's where I say I dropped, I think I'm down 22 pounds total since the 1st of January. But what I've seen in dropping the weight is my sleep has gotten significantly better. Mm-hmm. Now, I also took a little piece from uh, the intermittent fasting. Yes. I do not eat. I gave myself a self-imposed bedtime. Um, and I try not to eat. I give myself like two hours prior to. And by doing yes. so, um, so say I go to bed at 9, I cut off eating by 7. And mm-hmm. really that means I'm trying to get my dinner in around 6. Mm-hmm. So from there, I, I, I just don't eat anything. and um, But I find myself sleeping through the night. So my sleep has gone from like that 4-hour block. Yeah. And now I'm getting like 7 to 8 hours. Yeah. And I wake up and I'm like right. ready to go. Right. So my energy levels have been super high. Yep. I don't force meals. I said that like if I could get three meals a day, no. I'll do them. But if I'm not hungry, I don't force it either. So my caloric deficit between, and again, I don't track, so I don't know exactly where it is. But like Lauren said, when, when I sit down and have a meal, I eat till I'm full. Right. I let my body tell me that I'm satiated. And because I primarily stick to more proteins and fats, I find after that first week, um, getting satiated in a meal was kind of crazy. So December time frame, not tracking anything, getting, you know, it was basic gluttony. Well, yeah. And then you, if you're taking like those sugary treats, whatever, yeah. which, you know, are they just bigger on the holidays. Hungrier. Exactly. You eat them and half an hour later. Cakes you want, and yeah. cookies and, they're, they're and having not, a great time. 
And this goes back to your nutrient-dense and calorically-dense food. That's dense right. I was foods. eating calorically-dense food, and it made me feel like I wanted to eat more <laughs> calorically-dense food. So I said I lift weights, and I'm, I, I did good, and yeah. I would just treat myself just as, you know, that's a shout-out to Donna from Parks and Rec. Treat yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did all of December, and it was crazy. Oh, my God. But yes. I'm off that train, and I am on the right tracks. Yes. And, you know, I said I want to be like Sarah Scarpelli and Lauren King and, and be disciplined. Well, you cut me off in talking about Sarah. Sorry. And then in the, the common traits that I see amongst people who actually really succeed with, with getting the weight off yep. and keeping it off. Yep. And I don't know how far we got into that. I don't remember. Um, I know we were talking about consistency um, and really discipline. Yep. Discipline goes a long way. Um, but even I, I know there's some people who tell me they don't know how to cook. They don't know what to cook. But okay. I mean, the internet cannot make it any more easy. I love the there internet. There are so, so many people that you could follow. Give me one. Um, Who? Sarah Homkel. Okay. Um, no, I'm butchering her name. It is not Sarah Homkel. Gina. Gina. It is Gina okay. Homkel. Okay. And I'm probably pronouncing her last name totally incorrectly. Right. However, she has skinny taste. Skinny taste. Okay? She's got skinny taste. She's on Instagram. She's Facebook. She's all over the place. Yep. She's got cookbooks. She has websites. She... Is giving me nutrient-dense food. Yes. And okay. she takes, re- like, recipes that everybody would want to eat. You name something, she's got a recipe for it, and all it does is tailor it down and make it more friendly to okay. everybody's yeah. body. I, now, when I'm grocery shopping, yes. I always see Cooking Light. Yeah, that's is another that one. Thing? Oh, okay. That, yep, Cooking Light is another one. Um, and again, they take um, classic recipes that everybody loves, so throw something out there. Uh, chicken parm. Lasagna. Lasagna. Okay. Lasagna, yep. chicken parm, whatever. Yeah, they take foods that people want to eat and they just turn them into lighter versions. Okay. So even tonight we had lasagna roll-ups. Yep. And were they good? They were delicious. They were good. And they were very friendly. Yeah. So, I mean, and friendly not in the sense of like an animal coming up to you and like but trying to calori- pet them. Calorically friendly. Calorically friendly. friendly. Yep. Um, but yeah, so honestly, even if, you, if you're telling me you don't know how to cook... People like Gina or people like Cooking Light, um, even like Rocco Despirito, he has tons of cookbooks um, where they really break it down and make it very easy to follow recipes that are not going to kill you. All right, cool. Um, that kind of hit a bunch of field experts' books, Uh-oh. articles yeah. to follow. Anybody specific that you thought, or like a book that you've read recently, anybody out there? That you said, hey, you know what? This guy's really on point with something. Uh, most recently, um, Fat Loss Forever, okay. uh, Lane Norton. Yep. Um, he again, like it's Doctor Lane Norton. Um, he's a good one to follow because he is very current in all of his studies. Yep. Um, so he is always breaking down um, studies and in, and you know really explaining them so people can understand them. Um, and he's always, you know, looking for, um, everything to be backed by science. Yep. So if there's somebody who's claiming something to be true, he'll look at it, he'll see what studies have been done and he'll kind of help to debunk any of those myths also. Okay. I want to flip a coin real quick here. Um, we've been talking about weight loss. Mm-hmm. What about the athletes or these fitness people who come in and they're undersized and right. they say, Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. You told me 300 calories in a deficit mm-hmm. is pretty healthy for weight loss. Mm-hmm. What's healthy for weight gain? Like I want to put on some muscle. What yeah. do I do? Uh, you... More protein? Cause that's what everybody does is they're, they're <laughs> gonna, they want to drink protein shakes. They want to supplement as much protein as possible. Yeah. Um... I feel like you'll find that in the toilet. <laughs> 
Yes, I mean, again, this is it does vary person by person, but there is only so much that your body can handle in one sitting of protein. Yep. Um, so again, it's going to vary by by person. So I'm not even going to spit out any yep. generic type numbers. Is there a calorie there? Like a, a safe calorie, like we said for the deficit, yeah, three hundred. Yeah. What's so the, the inverse. So you would end up doing somewhere between three to five hundred. Okay. Surplus on, on the gain side. Yeah. And seeing what you can handle. Exactly. That kind of stuff. Exactly. Okay. But it's individual. 100%. Can't say that enough, right? So you're telling me what worked for me, and uh-huh. I explained it to everybody yes. how I lost my weight. Yes. I might not work for my neighbor. Correct. So you mean he might be a vegetarian? That's very true. Oh, yeah. I guess the carnivore <laughs> diet would not work for him. No. That's correct. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, your tips for success. You got anything, like, special? Anything my that you would say? Success. Yeah, man. You've been successful. Um, cause, I got I to gotta hand it to you, because when I met Lauren so many years ago... So she came in and she had a weight loss goal. We talked about it. And mm-hmm. then um, she did it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she had goals for the wedding and she hit them. Mm-hmm. And she had goals for her weightlifting and mm-hmm. she hit them. Yeah. Then she gets pregnant and she had a goal after our first daughter and she hit it. Yeah. Then we had another daughter mm-hmm. and she had another goal and she hit it. Mm-hmm. So you've been very successful with your nutrition because, again, here's the thing is you're happy. Right? Yes. You don't feel miserable. You don't feel like you've cut something out of life. No. Like, you know how I, I see that so often where people are like, oh man, I stopped eating everything I wanted to eat yes. so I could lose this weight. Then yes. they reach that goal and they turn it around. Yes. Then they get bigger than ever. Correct. So, what is your tip to not do that? Like, you got big because of, of life, right? <laughs> you got bigger because of life. Okay, yes. I was growing children. Yes, that's a, um, I'm telling you, that's the, the greatest gift any husband correct. can ever receive. Correct. Um, I mean, the biggest tip I can give is honestly pick a diet or a lifestyle that fits your lifestyle, fits your life, something that is sustainable. Um, And I mean, it's not that I'm I'm tracking all the time, but I've done it for so long that it's like second nature for me. So I I mean, I know what I I should be having. I know what my portion size should look like. And that's something that it's like I haven't had to cut anything out of my diet. So I still feel like I can go about my day and I can go to a party and I can have whatever's there and I don't have to stress about it. Um, So for me, that's that's huge. She said you don't stress over food? No. Because that would be an unhealthy relationship with food. Oh, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Which is a whole other topic. I'm telling you, I stress over which ribeye to pick every week. (laughs) No, but seriously, like, there's, like, nothing that I'm like, oh, my God, I can't eat that. Yeah. Um, Because I I don't feel like I need to deprive myself of something that I want to have. I'm not going to have an entire sleeve of cookies, but, yeah, I'll have a cookie. Yep. So, again, it's just I've, you know, I found something that works for me. I've stuck to it. I've been extremely consistent with it. Um, you know, I'm very disciplined in that I, I have no problem going to the grocery store and cooking for myself and, and, and doing all of that. And I have no problem doing a meal prep just to yep. make sure that I have a couple days that are easy that for me to just go and grab what's already what's already cooked. Any tips in the grocery store? Yeah. I mean, I spend most of my time in the grocery store in, like, the produce section or in, you know, the the butcher section. So, lots of vegetables, lots of of lean proteins. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's really it. It's kind of like those middle aisles that tend to get a little little. The Chips Ahoy. Yeah, we don't need those. Well, I mean, (laughs) it is what it is. It is what it is. Some people need them. That's true. You know, some people need them. And if you make it fit your diet, hey. Yeah. 
And I'm going to throw a shout-out here because we're talking about carnivore. i got to shout-out my Uncle Dave. He's my godfather. Uncle Dave, if you're listening, thank you very much for the love of the meats because oh they have God. gotten me everywhere I needed to be. <laughs> yes, the love of the meats. All right, guys. Uh, if you have any questions, like I said uh, earlier in the podcast, please feel free to reach out. It's www.kofhv.com. Right there on the tab, there's a contact us tab, and you can fill out the little question thing. We'll get that, and we will answer your question, yes. whether it be personal or um, if it's something you want to hear on the podcast because we're always looking for content to put out there and answer for you guys. Yeah. Okay, we see a lot of the nutrition questions. We're trying to put out some general information for everyone yes. uh, that we could just go off of. Yeah, and by, if you have something specific, feel free to ask away. Again, we tried to keep this pretty general general so that everyone can just take you know bits and pieces um but if there's something that you are looking specific again feel free to, to just reach out like i said it's not the end all be all like um for me personally i've been able to take a lot from everything mm-hmm. and just kind of make it fit what works best for me um and like lauren said she follows a more uh i would say it's her plan is a, is a little bit more intricate Mm-hmm. in how it all runs together, but uh, it works for her. Mm-hmm. So everybody's a little bit different, and we respect that, and yes. we want you to know that that's not bad. That's not a bad thing. That's, that's a great not. thing. Because it's okay. just like with the weightlifting, your numbers are your numbers, mm-hmm. and then we say just the nutrition's the second part of it. You know, yeah. it's all It all intertwines. It's your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to let everybody know on Instagram, you can get at me. I am Kyle, K-I-E-L underscore W underscore King, K-I-N-G. That's my Instagram. Um, you can check us out on Kings of Fitness. That is Kings underscore of underscore fitness underscore HV. Yeah, I realized how not user friendly that was today when I was I, giving it out to not, somebody. Yeah, you're not allowed to do spaces on Instagram. I'm, I'm pretty no. sure there's no spaces. But Kings of Fitness HV on Instagram yes. with the underscores. Lauren, do you remember? Do, do you know your Instagram? She's about I to get real active. Getting on there right now. Right. Hold I on. know she's it low, is. low. Go ahead. Yes, it is L O. Yep. dot l o dot king that doesn't seem user friendly at all uh, again there's no spaces <laughs> but it is lolo king that's all instagram we're on yes. twitter at kings of fitness um and we have a facebook kings of fitness so if you have questions you can send them on all those places yes. like i said we're going to be trying to release these episodes every week mm-hmm. you can catch us we just got on itunes we're on google play um mm-hmm. we're trying to you know dave nakano thank you for everything you're doing uh he's trying to get us on every platform so you can hear everything that we're trying to talk about and uh with that being said uh please if you get the opportunity if you like what you hear rate and review on any and all platforms mm-hmm. we really appreciate the help yep. and thank we- you to all of you who have given us feedback and reached out and we'd love oh, to yeah. hear it oh yeah i mean uh the feedback is great and uh we're going to come at you next week, uh, episode three. We're looking to do exercise versus training. Oh, and we are bringing some special guests this for that This is going to be a fun one. We're bringing some special guests. <laughs> Joe Panic said he's going to come back to talk about it. And our buddy, Jim, Jim Kenny. Kenny. Oh, I'm so excited to hear Jim Kenny talk. No, That's going to be fun. Yes. We might have to make that one, uh, 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 what's that, the, they give you an explicit right? Yeah. yeah. Like, don't have your Jim, kids around? No, Jim's just coming to tell the truth. Uh, yeah, but with the truth comes some harsh words sometimes. Yeah, but it's harsh words only if you don't do what you're <laughs> supposed to do. Right? All right. Guys, we will uh, hopefully see you next week. <laughs>